So it all started when I was in jail. There's a there's a certain point in my life where I was going in and out of jail just for very petty things, very little things like trespassing, disturbing the peace, public intoxication, um, amongst other things. So I'm sitting in jail, and I decide to read the Bible. You see, every time I go to jail, I always find it um, very soothing to read the Bible. So I grabbed the Bible, and I was sitting on my bunk. It was an empty cell. It was about maybe a 6 by 9 cell. No, 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 maybe 9 by 12 cell. 9 by 16. Well, it was a cell. It was a big cell. Enough for uh, two bunk beds, a toilet. Uh, enough room to to walk around, okay. So I'm in the cell. I'm sitting down. I'm reading the Bible. I'm re- I'm in Timothy. As I'm reading, I start to hear voices. Voice tells me keep reading. I say okay. So I keep reading. The voice tells me you should pray. So I stop and I pray. So this, you know, I keep reading for about an hour and I go to sleep. As I'm laying down, I, I, I wake up and I will, the voice tells me to read again, keep reading the Bible. So I keep reading and, and the more I follow the instructions of this voice, the louder it becomes audibly. The louder I can hear and the louder it's becoming, it's manifesting into a certain voice. And I'm said to myself, okay, who is this? Is this you, God? Boy says yes. I'm gonna make this short because it could go for an hour. Okay, it can go for an hour. Uh, so we'll, we'll condense it into about 10 to 15 minutes, tops. So I'm sitting there, and um, as I'm reading, it's dark now in the cell because they shut the lights at a certain hour, uh, certain certain hour, certain hour and time of day, so you can get some sleep. So I'm sitting there and then I start to see shadows moving back and forth in the wall that's uh, maybe in front of me to my left, about five feet away from me. Then I see a shadow moving back and forth and what looked like a man smoking a cigarette and the smoke was, was making waves in the wall. It looked like a shadow in the wall, but, but even itself was a shadow. So the shadow had a shadow. It was crazy. So this happens. I go to sleep. I wake up. And now there's more of them in the room. They were very dark and they had jackets and some of them were smoking weed and they were drinking this. Like, hey, you want to hit this? And I said, no, because I said, um, I said to myself that I wasn't going to follow that because God doesn't want me to. And this is just a test. So I'm not going to smoke with these weird demons. They were dark, very dark. And it was almost like that outlining was was red, like a blood red around them. It's very dark, very, very grim. So uh, they leave. All of a sudden, I go to sleep again. I wake up, I read the scriptures a little bit. Then I start hearing more voices. Hey, Grandma, how are you doing? I was like, okay, I'm all right. Have a conversation. We keep talking about the most random things. If I want to see God and if I believe in God and things like that, I say, yeah. So I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, one spirit comes. Boom. I'm like, what is that? Who are you? Oh, uh, I'm the spirit of, uh, what was it? I think it was anxiousness. Being anxious, the anxious spirit said, okay, uh, what's going on? And then she said to me, she said, oh, nothing. I'm just trying to get to this one place. 
And so, and I'm watching all of this. Kind of like we're talking right here, how you're watching this video. I was watching these guys, but it was more of a, they didn't manifest in colors or they didn't come with physical bodies where I could paint a picture for you. They were, in every sense of the word, they look like, uh, okay, they took the form of heat. If you look out in a hot day and you look out in the distance, you see heat waves. This was their shape. They look like heat. Like a, a heat, the heat wave, if it had a body, that's what I was seeing. If you could see it walk around and move around, that's what I was seeing. Okay? And it was only, only when I could close my eyes and squint really hard that I could actually see what they looked like. And they were not pretty. But it was only in flashes. And then I opened my eyes again. And I'm like, whoa. I can see you guys. They're like, yeah, but uh, you can't see us right now. And then I'd see them move around here and there. And then I started having jokes with them and things like that. So uh, the spirit of anxiousness is there. Then comes greed. Then comes, uh, then comes jealousy, lust and envy and all these. There's about 15 of them in the room. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm watching them. And then there was a black butterfly that came and it was sitting on my arm right here. And they were all sitting around. Everybody was chatting. And the thing is, I'm the only one who's seeing all of this. Now, every once in a while in jail, if you've ever been in jail, the, uh, the, the, the correction officers, the COs, they do rounds. So they come around, they peek their head in at the, the little window on the door. They, they, uh, they, I don't know, they swipe their swab, their badge to, to, you know, confirm that they did do their rounds and that they checked in, that everybody was in there. So he does this. Now, imagine if you were that person, you looking in and I'm having a full-blown conversation about God and a full-blown conversation about what heaven's like with, all, with nobody, apparently, but there was somebody. I could see them. Now, you might ask, what happened? We'll get to that. How did this happen? How was I able to see him? We'll get to that. So, long story short, I'm sitting there and everything, and we're having a good time. Uh, one of them brings out what they called heaven cakes. There were these little, they look like, uh, they look like those, those donut, donut holes, donut rolls, those little balls of donuts, but they were colored in rainbow, and I was eating them. I was eating them. I, I, I literally saw them in my hand. And I was eating them and they were on, sometimes they were on a stick and I'd eat them. And then also they had uh, some, some weird heavenly drink. I drank it and it made me feel warm. They had heaven cigarettes, they said. So we were smoking cigarettes and I could feel it. Every time I exhaled, there was rainbow smoke. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they were laughing and we were having a good time. Eventually what happened is like, hey, so we have a job for you. I was like, what's that? They're like, we want you to be in charge of some areas for us. And um, we're going to help you do it. We want you to lead people to God, but in, a, in the Midwest. And I said, Midwest? They're like, yeah, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, and Kansas. I was like, oh, really? They're like, yeah. He's like, okay. I was like, that's it? I was like, yeah, but uh, also we need you to go do it in Africa. And we also need you to do it in Australia and, uh, and uh, Canada too. And then there's, there's a guy in China who was doing a job, but he failed. So you could do that too if you really wanted. I was like, really? They said, yeah. Now, mind you, everything they're speaking about, there was a visual behind it, a mental visual. Okay? It just snapped in my head, HD form. And then I would see it, and I said, okay. And each place would have its different color. So I said, why do you guys want me to do that? They said, because we need you to be the prince of those areas. I said, the prince? They said, yeah.
um, don't worry about it. You know who you got this. We're going to make you the prince. And in fact, that's why we're here. Because God wants you to be the prince of those areas. I said, wonderful. They said, yeah. So check this out. Um, you're in, you're in your, your jail clothes. But look, here's what we do. We're going to give you a nice suit. So anybody that sees you is going to see you in your, in your Armani suit. They're going to see you um, in your Tom Ford suit. And you're going to have a nice scarf. And we even got some jewelry for you. I said, what? They said, yeah. So they came, they put rings on my fingers, these gold shiny rings with red rubies and blue and, and all types of emeralds. And I could feel them on my hand. They put them on both hands. And then uh, some of them were too big and they even adjusted them. They gave me these necklaces, these chains, gold chains that were heavy. I could feel them on my neck. They gave me this, this, this crown, like a prince crown. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Notorious B.I.G. or you know who that is. But one of his pictures, he's got a crown that's kind of... Not on, but it's kind of sideways a little bit. And so that's how they had mine. And I could feel everything, mind you. Remember, I could feel it. So it wasn't just an idea or some thought. It was a reality. So the line between physical and spiritual was completely gone. It did not exist anymore. Okay? There's an instance where I saw the ground move. They were going in and out of the ground. They, uh, they, they made it to where the apartment that I used to stay at, I was... Now in the ceiling, and I was watching everybody who was in that apartment sleeping. And in fact, they were actually at that apartment at, at the time. My old apartment used to be a place of partying and drinking and, and all types of um, debauchery. Just crazy stuff. And the people that were there at that time, they were actually there. They were all sleeping. It was maybe 3 in the morning. And I was in the roof, in the ceiling, looking down at them. And I could see all of them. It was insane. It was just insane. I could see that they moved the, the ceiling up and down and people's spirits were getting messed with. And I was laughing because I thought I just received power. This is the reason that I was seeking Jesus so that I could do some things like this. So I could see what I was seeing and experience what I was experiencing. Long story short, moving forward. I get out of jail the next day. And mind you, when I was in jail... They were still there. So every time we'd get out of our rooms to go eat, they were still around me. Even more came, in fact. About maybe, I don't know, five more came when I was down in the chow area. And the people who I knew that were in jail, they were looking at me all weird because I was having full conversations with them. One of them even tapped me on my leg while we were sitting down in one of these evil spirits and said, Hey, uh, could I get some of that juice? Yeah, I said, Yeah, sure. So I grabbed the actual, the physical juice packet, the juice cup. You know, the, the, the kids get in elementary school with a weird top that you peel off and then you drink it. It was orange juice. And I, and I did it like this on the ground. If you were to see me and you didn't know what was going on, you'd think I'm acting weird because I'm looking and I'm talking. And I go like this. And the spirit, he grabs the juice and it pops like, like snap, like something snapped. And then he had his own. And then he was drinking it. He's like, mm, this is good juice. Okay? Now this is what was going on. And then I go back to my cell and I was talking to him. So I get out of jail. I go to the house. And this is where it all starts. Where it goes downhill from there. So I'm sitting in all these spirits. As I'm walking from jail to uh, the house. It was maybe about a 20 minute walk. In that 20 minutes. They, those spirits compounded to maybe a couple of thousand. Because there, there was one 
there was one group of spirits who said they were the older spirits and that they were waiting for me to become the prince and they were waiting for the leader to show up so that they can also help out and that um, they've been disappointed and stuff like that. These guys were more stoic. They were more stoic than these, these spirits that had come that were with me. These spirits that were around me that were hanging out, they were just doing whatever. Okay, you had, I mean, the spirit of anger and rage were fighting over a can of beer, that kind of thing. And everybody was just laughing at them. And I was like, what are these guys doing? You know, oh, they, you know, they do that. They fight over the beer. I was like, who's going to get the beer? Uh, we don't know. We'll find out. And then I huh, laughed about it. Like, it was funny. Like, it was funny. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, so anyways, so I'm walking home and then I stop in this middle of this wooded area and they're like, yeah, hold on, hold on. Um, you know, the whole time before I was even in that wooded area, they, they said to me that I didn't need to get a job. And I said, why? Why? I mean, I need a job. I'm kind of broke. They said, don't worry. We'll make money manifest for you. You don't ever have to work. Just do what we tell you and do the work for us, for God, apparently, then you're going to be all right. So in my hand, I looked down, just hundreds were flowing out of my hand. Like they were just billowing, just boom, boom, boom. Imagine if you put a cup under a faucet. And then you put the water on and it just runs and then fills up the cup and then the water keeps overflowing. That's how my hands were with hundreds. And I couldn't put them in my pocket fast enough, you know, because I was so excited and I was so amazed and I didn't know what was happening because nobody had ever told me of anything like this. Where are the preachers who were going to preach about spiritual stuff? Where who speaks about stuff that happens when the veil is lifted and stuff like that? We'll get into that. And so nobody said anything. So eventually what happened is I'm walking home. And hundreds and thousands of them come up. They, hundreds of them. They come in different groups. There was one group, the stoic ones. They came in a, a what looked like a box ship. The box ship would be akin to the TARDIS. I don't know if you watch Doctor Who, but it looked like that. But except the TARDIS is like that, and like this. Imagine if theirs was like that. And it was deep inside and it was dark and all these things. And, and, uh, and there was others that just came from nowhere and they were coming from light and they were coming from everywhere. So I said to myself, OK, and they're like, yes, you are our prince and all this other stuff. Yeah, I was like, whoa, I'm controlling you guys. I'm in charge of you. They're like, yeah, we'll follow you anywhere. I was like, whoa, great. Now, remember, they look like heat waves so I could see them in their silhouettes and I could see their form. I could see them that there was something there. Almost like a ghost, if you will. But not the movie ghost. Like it had a body, arms, legs, everything. So, excuse me. So anyways, I get to the house and I'm, I'm sitting there. And then um, there's more of them. They come to me when I'm showering and all these other things. They're talking to me telepathically. They're telling me that I have a free ticket to heaven now because I get to hear them. And that I don't have to do anything. That God loves me and that's why he let that happen. So that I can go to heaven for free. I don't have to do any work. So I say, that's great. I was so happy, so happy. I was hearing my, 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 my parents shouting and saying, yeah. I could hear my brother saying, yeah, we're going to heaven, woo. And all this, uh, unbeknownst to me, it wasn't actually them, it was these guys playing me. 
So, um, so I'm sitting there, then, then they, everything shifted. There's a couple of spirits who came as my friends that I used to drink with to get me comfortable. I was like, hey, what are you guys doing here? Those spirits said to me, well, we've always been like this. Um, one of them said he was God. The other one said he was Jesus and that they were just around me just to see if I could uh, pass the test or not. That's why everything seemed like the way it was going. In my life in that world, when I was in the streets and drinking and stuff with those people, it was very hard. People always fighting me. It was very, very hard, very hard life. And so especially for me, you know, um, we can get into me not supposed to be there because of my spirit and everything like that. But in any ways. So they came as those guys so I could be more open to them. So I was like, all right. So they said to me, okay, well, um, so here's the deal. Before you can uh, become this prince and become this leader, you have to suffer like Jesus did. And you got to go through torture. I was like, what? Why? And then the guy who said he was Jesus, the spirit that came as my friend who said he was Jesus, said he got tortured when he was uh, before he went to the cross so that he could become where he is now. So I said, oh, yeah, okay, I guess that's true. They said, yeah. So then my, uh, all of a sudden it started to manifest where my, my skin was like, it was melting. I could feel it like dripping and melting into this black ooze and, and everything in my toes and my feet and my he- hand, my arm, my face. I was like, what's going on here? I'd fling it around and stuff like that. And there was one point where they said they were going to take me to heaven and show me some stuff after I had done being tortured for 30 minutes. So I said, okay, 10 minutes go by, 15, 20, 30 so I, I'm like, ah, oh, man, let me go see what these guys are doing um, at my apartment, okay? Because remember, I had been in the ceiling and I was looking down. So I get up, I start walking. It's a good 45-minute walk from my house to my old apartment. So I, I start walking, I'm going, and in the midst of walking, I could see them floating around. They came as my old uh, uh, old friends from Switzerland, all my old classmates. They came as my um, the dean of the school I went to in Geneva School of Diplomacy. He 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 started the school. They came as him. They 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 came as many other people in my life that I knew from before. So I was in all confusion, and they said that I was prince. As I'm walking, though, what stuck out to me is that there were some people. There was a group of cops that looked at me and they were like, in their head, they were like, this is the guy? And then the spirits were like, yeah. And then they're like, okay. And then they looked away. Usually what happens is the cops come to me and harass me because they know me for walking the streets back then and being drunk, right? But they didn't. They just stopped. They just looked at me and were like, okay. And they looked away. I was like, whoa, what happened there? We'll get to that later. Then there's a lady who was walking downtown and then she walked past me and she's like, she stopped and looked at me and was like, hmm. And then she left. Immediately in her mind, she wasn't happy because I was a prince now. They had given me this power and I was controlling all these things. Unbeknownst to me, there is some cops who are witches and, or witches, that are, yeah, yeah, witches and wizards and warlocks. And this particular lady, she was a high level witch priestess and she wasn't happy that I was then given this, this power to be the principality of these areas. She wasn't happy. And that's if I follow, follow through with it. So anyways, I'm walking, I'm walking. And then all this torture is coming. They're, they're telling me about how eventually how, um, long story short, it's already almost 20 minutes. But in a nutshell, it went downhill after my skin started melting too much. And they, they were telling me that I had lived for something like 6,000 millennia. 600, it's been 600,000 millennia. And I've been living the same thing. I've, um, I'm a person who crashed from a different planet. 
and then me and my wife were taken by these people who were earthlings and they stole my my uh my technology for time travel and teleportation and um and that they were just making me go into a loop of existence so i'd always reincarnate as myself but this is the one time that i'm now um, able to realize who i am and get my wife back um and remember all of this was visual as well and i'm seeing all this and i'm saying oh my goodness what happened so how do i fix this they say just kill yourself you're already walking why don't just when it, when uh, when a semi comes, just jump in front of it and everything will reset. And this time, because you've gotten to this level, which hasn't happened in 600 millennia, you are going to restart where you were. And we try to they said they try to make so many videos about, or movies for me to realize who I am. Things like the Avatar, Last Airbender, things like the Matrix, things like uh, uh, Superman. Uh, Batman, they were trying to make me realize that I was the main character in those movies. So in order for me to, to see that it was about me, then I could become who I actually am. And it actually happened. Finally, they said after 600 millennia, 600,000 600 millennia or something like that, I finally realized who I am. That's why they're there. So I was like, kill myself? They're like, yeah, there's trucks going by. What you do is you just jump in front of one, kill yourself, and then you restart it. So I say to myself, all right, well, uh, let me think about this. Okay. Why, why, why do I need to do that? Thank God for this. Because, uh, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a, as a, as a person who's got, um, who's got their, their mind straight. I'd like to think of myself who's got my, my, my intelligence right. Okay, so I'm always aware of what's happening. So in any case, they tell me to jump in front of this truck. I say no. I'm at this point, I'm arguing with them like, you guys are a bunch of liars. I, I, I don't want this no more. You guys could just leave. I don't, you guys, I don't want anything to do with you. So what happens immediately after that? They get angry. They get angry because now I'm no longer, I'm not going with whatever they're saying anymore. Now, mind you, all this is a culmination about a day and a half. So it's nighttime already. They wanted me to jump in front of a semi. I say no. I start walking and I get close to the apartment that I used to live at. Matter of fact, there was nobody there. There was nobody there for at least a week. Okay, so what I was seeing was what they wanted me to see. Everything they were telling me was what they wanted me to see. Except for those two instances with the, with the lady who is the witch and the cops who saw me. Those people actually worship Satan. And they, can, they have a their veil that's been opened so that they can see. That's why that happened. Um, so in any case, I... I say no, and all of a sudden they, they turn on me, they turn angry, they start attacking me and stuff like that. So what I do, I say, all right, this isn't going to happen, I'm not going to kill myself, I'm not going to let them kill me. So I start dis disturbing the peace with some neighbors, banging on their wall and their door. They call the cops, cops come take me. I tell them I'm trying to kill myself while I'm in jail. They're like, all right, I thought that was going to help me for some reason. <laughs> I thought saying I was going to kill myself was going to have them help me to see these spirits to then stop them from attacking me. But instead, it got me a, a turtle suit is what they call it. It's just a big one mesh suit that is full of padding that prevents you from hanging yourself. So I'm, uh, I'm in my own room at this point, And this is when it gets full blown. I started getting attacked by every single spirit that I had anything to do with. Okay, except for the stoic ones. Even they, even they showed up and, and, and kind of messed with me mentally. See, what they would do 
It's these guys who would come and act like they were trying to protect me and get me out of there and give me a false sense of hope while these guys were attacking me. So you see, it was a, a twofold attack, one that strips away hope and one that causes physical harm and spiritual harm. You see, the whole time I was getting stabbed and cut, pieces of me were getting taken out. All these guys were eating and then they had their own plates. Everybody came with a plate and some sauce and they were eating chunks of me and stuff like that. And they were laughing at me while this was happening. And so I'm freaking out. I'm in this room by myself with a little hole on the floor to use the restroom. I'm not even thinking about food that they brought me. I'm running around trying to get away from all these slices and, and all these, these cuts to my head and my brain getting taken out and all these things. And I'm feeling them 100%. I'm feeling them. If you pinch yourself right now, imagine if you took a knife and stabbed yourself. Okay? The same sensation of feeling that you would get is what I was getting full blown. Even my man bits were, were being chopped up and stuff like that. And I was going crazy. I was... I was running around in the, in the little room. It must have went on for something like four hours. Four hours of torture. Four hours of physical pain that nobody th they, they thought I was on drugs. You see, but I never, I never do those kind of drugs. Okay, maybe weed and, 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 and uh, alcohol that I used to smoke. But nothing like that. Okay, weed doesn't let you get to that point. Neither does alcohol. It doesn't happen. So I'm sitting there running around and all these different things and uh, eventually, I'd get tired after maybe like 15 minutes of doing parkour in a small cell, in a, a small cell, you know, doing all this and that. And um, it didn't work out too well. I'd sit down and they'd just start chopping away and stuff like that. I'd regenerate, but they still chopped at me. I felt every slice and every cut. Okay, eventually what happened is I'd get tired, get up and run around again for 30 minutes, sit down for 10, run around again for four hours and went on. And... Um, you know, I take off the, the turtle suit. I was running around naked in the, in the thing. I didn't care. It, they, even though they, they were watching me and all these things, these uh, correctional officers, everybody else was seeing me in the, in the jail. In my thinking, nudity, was, that was not important at all. Okay? That, that was not even an issue. Just because there were some spirits attacking me, which ended up being demons. You see? So that was not even an issue, being, being nude and flopping around everywhere, you, you see? Doing parkour, tumbling and stuff like that. You know what that must have looked like to those guys in there? Now that was entertainment for some people, but that's definitely a sight. So anyways, long story short, um, it ended when uh, one of the CEOs said they were going to give me some pills so I could go to sleep. I say, okay. So she said she's going to open the door. I said, okay. So she opens the door and I step out. In my mind, I'm thinking that these spirits are just relegated to the room that I was in. But in fact, they, they could do whatever they want. You see the false sense of hope that they give you. So I'm, I'm, I step out. All of a sudden, one of these uh, little short, it looked like a dwarf almost. A dwarf midget, whatever, really short, maybe about three foot tall. Um, it, was a, it came as a Hispanic man. And I never knew a three foot tall Hispanic person before. At least not when I was in the streets. So anyways, this, this guy comes going directly for my bits, you know, going for my bits. And I, I freak out. I jump back. Oh, don't you guys see them? They're right there. They're attacking me. You guys got to stop them. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. They think I'm tripping um, or I'm hallucinating. So it cuts at me. Then all of a sudden, I don't know where they came from, but there was about six uh, different CEOs, correction officers that came. They grabbed me, put me up against the wall. I'm like, ah, ah. I was fighting them like, you guys. 
don't you see it? I wasn't even worried about them. I was worried about this thing that was that was coming after me. Okay, because it had been four hours already. I was tired. I did, there wasn't much left. So uh, she she takes a needle and stabs me in the cheek. Um, then I um, then they throw me back in there. I'm like, ah, you guys, let me out of here. Let me out of here. And it didn't happen. So it works very fast, that, that medicine. About maybe a minute or two, I start feeling feeling woozy. Then they start laughing at me and they're telling me, now we got you. Now you can't run from us. So I'm like, oh, Lord, what is going to happen? This is about to get bad. So I sit down because I can't stand anymore. That medicine was working. So I sit down and I'm about to lie down and cover myself. And the last thing I saw was them sharpening their knives and laughing this most evil, sinister thing. Now, remember, remember, they were in the form of ghosts or heat waves. It was only when my eyes started to close or that were closed that I saw them in the form that they were in, okay? So as my eyes were closing, I began to see them, and they were laughing sinister all around me. There had to be hundreds, maybe thousands of them in there, and even more that were giving me hope and a false sense of security. You know, I was talking to President Obama. There was my siblings there, people from high school. I was calling in the SWAT team. I was calling in the special forces to come get me out of there. You know what I mean? This is how much that they were playing with me just to get me to kill myself. But because I didn't do that, they went full-blown assault on me. Okay, they played with my mind. They deceived me very bad. And it happens to a lot of people and they don't have any way out. Now, the reason all that happened, why? Big thing was willful disobedience. God had already been talking to me so many times and had showed up to me so many times. But I would never listen. So I'd go back into the world. I'd drink. Smoke weed, all that stuff, fornicate. But what does God say? He says, if you continue in willful disobedience and you continue to sin and backslide and transgress, he will let you do that. He will give you up to your own sin. And what happens when he gives you up to your own sin? It gets very bad. Some people die in it. Well, thank God that that didn't happen. I almost did, remember, jumping in front of the truck. So anyways, um, that's why that happened. And there was so much evil that was around me and I had gone in so deep. And, and because, of, uh, because of the ancestry and things like that and because of uh, the witchcraft that had existed in the ancestry and stuff like that, it all compounded to that. So there were some truths in what they wanted me to do, but they were also essentially wanting me to be dead. And then what? I wouldn't be able to do God's work. Um, my destiny for what I was created wouldn't be f uh, fulfilled. All these other things. So you see, it was because of me and what I did that that veil was lifted. You see, going into deep sin creates an environment and an atmosphere of deep sinful spirits to be around you. And if you disobey God long enough, he's going to let you go into your own sin because you want it, not because he wants it. But what he did to me he said, you know what, you want to keep disobeying me and like that, you know, what, Guamara, go ahead. You know what? When you're done, let me know how, how it goes You'll see what I was trying to stop you from You'll see what I was protecting you from This whole time I was protecting you from these guys And yet you want to act like I haven't been there And you want to be disobedient like some child And guess what? It sucked Four hours Four hours Of knives and machetes And, and all types of stakes and, and all types of stuff It was bad So anyways 
Um, so eventually I get out of jail. The, the medicine wears off. I wake up, of course, and stuff like that. And, and then, then they, they stop. No, they're, they're not there anymore. But anyways, uh, did I stop sending them? No. I went back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, right now, of course, I've given my life to Christ and everything. But the lesson here is not to be willfully disobedient. The lesson here is you have no idea what's operating in the spirit against you if you just think that everything is fine. If it wasn't for the grace of God and everything that Jesus did, and that veil was open, a lot of people would freak out. I think there was a there was an incident that happened with Wendy Williams in one of her Halloween things. Halloween's coming up. So what happened? She had this weird. You can YouTube it. She had a uh, a, a Statue of Liberty thing going on and everything like that. And she was talking about Halloween, and then she saw something, and then it freaked her out so much that she passed out. She fainted. Now that was uh, what what happened there is because of what she uh, delves in in the the circle that she's in. Um, what happened is that veil was opened real quick. Because for those people in those, in those environments, what happens is the veil is already lifted when they give sacrifices of parents, they eat baby parts, they defile themselves by eating feces, all these types of things. So they can do these things, but only when they're sleeping. Or if you're a higher level, you do them anyways, but they don't come as demons like that. They come as, they come as angels of light giving information and wisdom and stuff. But it's all, a, it's all a front. They just want you dead. So... What happened to her? She saw something. She freaked out. She died. No, no she didn't die. She passed. She, she fainted. But imagine if everybody's veil was lifted. Do you think you'd be questioning what demons are? Do you think you'd be questioning that Jesus is real? Do you think people would be saying that Jesus is just a great philosopher that once existed? Or Muhammad and Allah are the way? Or, or that Buddha knows everything? No, no. You'd be talking about Jesus. You understand? So um, don't be willfully disobedient. Don't, don't run from God. Don't, don't say that Jesus is not real because what he's protecting you from is grave danger. He's protecting you from a world of hurt. And I thank God for, for allowing me to go through that experience because now I know exactly what is on that other side. Okay, these spirits, they don't play. They don't care. They don't care at all. They've been living for a long time. Okay, they were there before we were there. Remember they were angels? They're just demons now because they chose to, to willfully disobey God's plan for them. Hmm? So don't worry. You know, Jesus died on the cross. We have of salvation. Okay, so just follow Jesus. Um, just get right with him, all right? Just fix everything that you need to fix and turn where he's leading you, alright, but anyways, that's it, sorry for the long video, but, um, till next time.